Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Today, we're talking about student loans again. I had Nika Booth stop by earlier in the year. She gave us an update on what was going on. It's been several months since then, so I'm not going to waste any time with any extra intro here. We're just going to hop into it because we got a lot to talk about. So Nika, she goes by Debt Free, going to be on Instagram and TikTok, covers all things student loans. If you want to know what's going on, please go follow her. First of all, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you, Chris. I'm happy to be back. No, appreciate it because like I told you, student loans is not my language. I know in general what's happening, but I am not like deep in it like you are. And so just to kick things off, where are we with Biden's student loan forgiveness program? We are waiting for the Supreme Court at this time still. Mm. Uh, We do expect the Supreme Court to rule or issue their opinion by the end of June before they do their summer recess. They have yet to give us a ruling, but we should get that in the next few weeks. Okay, and there's been some talk about the whole pause that was in place, right? So as of, you know, for I don't know, almost, what, over three years now at this point, student yeah. payments were paused without any interest on federal student loans. But now we know like that's going to end for sure. There's no debate over when this is going to happen. Absolutely. And so this is different because even though when the announcement came out, we were expecting student loans to kind of resume in that late summer, August, September timeframe. During the oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court, the Biden administration actually left it kind of open where, depending on how the Supreme Court ruled, there could be another payment pause just to help them roll out or implement student loan cancellation in the event that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Biden's cancellation plan. But this time around, the payment pause was included in the debt ceiling bill, which a lot of people don't know had a lot more kind of gut-punching clauses in it for student loans. And through negotiations, the payment pause remained on the table. And so, yes, we know that the payment pause will end August 30th with interest resuming on September 1st. Biden cannot implement any additional payment pauses without going through Congress. Okay, that's a big one because they've been they've kind of been pushing it out. I mean, not just him, even Trump kind of was pushing it out before yeah. uh, Biden came into office. So that that's done. No more moving that out uh, just with the president alone. Exactly. Mm, OK. From the way you were talking there, it sounds like it's not likely the Supreme Court's going to approve this. I don't personally think they will. They are a conservative leaning court and there have been a lot of people opposed to Biden's plan to cancel this debt without the act of Congress. You know, Congress mm. pulls the purse strings. They They vote on and approve a budget. And so I don't necessarily see the Supreme Court ruling in favor. What I am waiting to see, though, the two cases, the plaintiffs for the two cases being the states. uh, There were these six states in one case, and there were two people who are no longer qualified for Biden's debt cancellation plan. So they're going to determine whether or not the plaintiffs in those two cases actually have standing meaning that they've proven that they would be harmed in some way should this plan to mass cancel student loan debt go through. So there's still some pieces kind of floating out there, even though it seems maybe more likely than not that the Supreme Court is not going to vote in favor of approving this mass uh, student loan forgiveness. There's still maybe some unknown results to come as to all the other pending lawsuits and how that's going to work out. Absolutely. And there are going to be implications, political implications, one way or the other, whether they rule in favor or rule against. 
Mm, okay, got it. Uh, maybe on a, I guess I can call it a positive note. I do not know if this is would be positive compared to whatever else we got going on here. But there's this waiver that exists, right, for income-driven repayment and then public student loan forgiveness that is, if, if I understand this correctly, it, it is new, right? This is a different way of approaching this than we have in the past. Yes, exactly. So it's known as the IDR waiver or income-driven repayment waiver. Um, and this waiver uh, is part of the income-driven repayment forgiveness <laughs> program. It's mm. a mouthful. But it's similar to the public service loan forgiveness waiver that we saw last year, where it gives a one-time account adjustment, giving retroactive credit for, let's say, periods of repayment regardless of the repayment plan you were in, regardless of whether the payment was late or if it was a partial payment, this waiver will also give credit for periods in economic or military deferment um, for as far back as 2013. It'll also give credit for a minimum of 12 months of forbearance, but no more than 36, like a cumulative of 36 months as well as retroactive credit for periods of repayment for earlier loans before they were consolidated. But I think it's important to note that the income-driven repayment forgiveness program comes with two different repayment terms. So Hmm, for borrowers with only undergraduate loans, the repayment term is 20 years or the equivalent of 240 months. Got it. So a long long period of time. It's a long period of time. Exactly. And then for graduate borrowers, parent plus loan borrowers, the repayment term is 25 years or Mm. 300 months. So it is a long time. And so this IDR waiver will benefit millions of people, but it will really benefit the people who have been in student loan debt for two decades, if not more. This waiver will be applied automatically. There's no application for it. You don't have to contact the Department of Education or your loan servicer. And what I love about this waiver the most is that they're going to go as far back, they being the Department of Education, they're going to go as far back as July 1st, 1994 to see what you qualify for, what repayment terms they'll be able to give you credit for. And so I don't think we're going to see as many people get forgiveness as they did underneath the public service loan forgiveness waiver, but it'll be a few million people who get forgiveness under this program. Got it. Okay. So this is, instead of thinking of this as a forgiveness or a new provision to forgive loans, like right now, it's more of a, we're going to look back and see if there were people who qualified for this previously. And if they've already done the steps that have been necessary to get their loan forgiven, then we will forgive it based off of those exactly. terms. Like, it's like exactly. incorporating the past, re- like almost like an audit of what's been going on. Absolutely. And, and I think we're going to see, especially if the Supreme Court does not rule in favor of Biden's debt cancellation plan, we're going to see the administration continue to explore existing programs and legislation to see how they can broaden it. Right. So that more people can take advantage of it. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask you to wrap it all up here is, so what should we expect for student loans going into the future now? Yeah. So (laughs) 
I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, no, I'm (laughs) sorry. So let's assume the Supreme Court is going to block Biden's debt cancellation plan. Unfortunately, the Department of Education is underfunded. They had asked for additional funds to help them roll out not only Biden's debt cancellation plan, but uh, the IDR waiver. Unfortunately, they didn't get that money. Congress said no. Um, And so we're going to see things roll out a little slow. There may be longer wait times when it comes to contacting the Department of Education or contacting your loan servicer because they're not staffed with the capacity that they needed to be of great service, to be honest. I also wanted to mention, though, that with the income-driven repayment waiver, when we were talking about it, that with the 20 or 25-year repayment term, if the Department of Education finds that you reach either one of those payment terms, depending on which one you qualify for before August 1st, you'll get forgiveness automatically before the payment pause expires. Okay, that's positive in there. That is positive. If you don't reach the 20 or 25 year repayment term with all the extra retroactive credit that they're going to give you, it's not to say that you won't get it, but you won't see those counts kind of come until 2024. So they're going to do the automatic forgiveness up front for people who who meet the repayment terms by August 1st. Everyone else will be on a rolling basis throughout 2024. But I think that it's important to mention that. And I know it's a lot of information that we've talked about and and there are going to be still a lot of questions. In addition to me, studentaid.gov also has a great frequently asked questions that kind of help you, like depending on what your scenario is, it helps you kind of walk through what your next step needs to be with regard to the IDR waiver. So I just wanted to mention that as well. Got it. Okay. Well, so I'll make sure I'll put that link in the show notes. Yes. Please don't sell yourself short. Oh. <laughs> this stuff is, I, I've been on that website. It is a great website, but sometimes it's just helpful to hear someone break it down for you. And you do an amazing job of that. So, Thank you, you know, people go there, visit that site as well. But also, where can they go to check out your work and the, the great videos you're putting out for people to understand this stuff? At debt free, gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Please give Nika a follow. That, like, that is you make it so much easier. That's how I kind of stay on top of a lot of this stuff is watching your videos and hearing those updates. So please, I'll put links to everything you do in the show notes. Uh, You yourself are a success story when it comes to getting student loan forgiveness. So again, how much was that again that you had forgiven? Oh my gosh. $133,375. Don't, you're going to make me cry because every time (laughs) someone asks me about this, because I don't really talk about it, I get emotional because I still can't believe it happened. You know, you do great work. It is very appreciated. Everyone give Nika a follow. Check out her amazing work. And thank you again for coming back on and breaking this down and giving us another update. Thank you for having me, Chris. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.